Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2, episode 254 of this daily study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we continue with September the 7th to the 13th, covering 3rd Nephi 1 to 7, lift up your head and be of good cheer. And today we're going to deal with the section which covers 3rd Nephi 1, 22 and chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Forgetting spiritual experiences makes me vulnerable to Satan's temptations. Now, uh, as you just heard, there's only really a few chapters linked in with today's study, but there's a lot to uh, to talk about here. So let's get straight into this. Now, we, we need to remember that these people in the, in the 91st year of the reign of the judges see this wonderful sign in the sky. They see the, the night be as light as day, so that there is a day, a night, and then, and then a day where there is no darkness. The people who believe are saved. Um, but uh, very very soon... Uh, there becomes, uh, or there begins to be, um, some doubt in some people's minds already uh, at this very early part. In verse 22 it says, And it came to pass that from this time forth there began to be lying sent forth among the people by Satan to harden their hearts to the intent that they might not believe in those signs and wonders which they had seen. But notwithstanding these lyings and deceivings, the more part of the people did believe and were converted to the Lord. So already we start to see some seeds of doubt being sown by the great uh, liar. Um, and of course, you know, I think that for some people it may still have been a very difficult thing to come to terms with, perhaps with the fact that they just didn't want to believe. Um, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland said this, quote, Don't assume that a great revelation, some marvellous illuminating moment, or the opening of an inspired path is the end of it. I wish to encourage every one of you today regarding opposition that so often comes after enlightening after enlightened decisions have been made. After moments of revelation and conviction have given us a peace and an, and an assurance we thought we would never lose. Opposition turns up almost any place. Something good has happened. Close quote. And I think that that is so true that, you know, when we have these great spiritual moments or when we're about to have these great spiritual moments, because it often works the other way around as well, that... Satan tries to push us away from the, the Lord and his spirit before we're about to receive a great prompting or blessing or revelation. Um, one very obvious example is when Joseph Smith was in the, uh, the sacred grove and Satan tried to bind his tongue so that he couldn't utter any words. Uh, but, you know, we have possibly less dramatic experiences of that in our own lives where something amazing related to the Lord is about to happen and then we receive some... Um, some sort of trial or difficulty to pull us away from it as much as Satan can. Uh, but, you know, it's down to us. We still have choices in our lives to make. Um, so time goes on, and by the 95th year, I believe, um, there is a lot of doubt. So literally only four years or so has passed, and there's some real issues amongst the people, even amongst the Lamanites. In verse 29 of 3 Nephi 1, and I've included this, it says, And there was also a cause of much sorrow among the Lamanites. For behold, they had many children who did grow up and began to wax strong in years, that they, were, that they became for themselves, and were led away by some who were Zoramites by their lyings and their flattering words to join those Gadianton robbers. So we see that these Gadianton robbers are making yet another reappearance. Um, and they're, they're dwelling in the mountains to begin with, but they're drawing away many people, not just Nephites this time, but also Lamanites. Um, uh, Neil A. Maxwell said this, quote, 
Within what is allotted to us, we can have spiritual contentment. Paul described it as godliness with contentment, signifying the adequate presence of attributes such as love, hope, meekness, patience, and submissiveness. Yet there are other fixed limitations in life. For instance, some have allotments, including physical, mental, or geographic constraints. There are those who are unmarried, through no fault of their own, or yearning for childless couples. Still others face persistent and unreconciled relationships within their circles of loved ones, circles of loved ones including offspring who have become for themselves resistant to parental counsel. In such and similar situations, there are many prickly and daily reminders. Close quote. There are instances often where, you know, the rising generation do not believe, and it is a very difficult time. And so for the Lamanites in particular, this was a very trying time. Um, and so for us, what we can learn from this is the need to teach our children as best as we can. And even if we do teach our children as best as we can, they still have their agency. They may still choose to move away, but we can still have a prayer in our hearts that they will return uh, and that there will be you know, the miracles of God in their life uh, and his mercy to, to bless their lives, even though that they are not following his path. So in verse 1 of 3 Nephi chapter 2, we see that the people began to forget those signs and wonders which they had heard and began to be less and less astonished at a sign or a wonder from heaven, insomuch that they began to be hard in their hearts. So not only you know, are the people starting to just generally disbelieve, they're starting to forget the signs and wonders that happened. And you might think, well, I mean, I wouldn't forget in four years, you know, when I, if, when I experienced a day and a night and a day with no darkness. I mean, surely you wouldn't just forget that. But, I mean, you know, the, four years is quite a while. And, and I think it says more about the spiritual state of the people than it does their memories. Um, they, they probably did remember, but they forgot the great joy and the blessing that they felt at that time. Uh, the, the, the surety or, the, or what they thought was the surety of the confidence and the knowledge that they had, that, that the Lord had blessed them and that Christ had been born, um, is a real thing that we need to, that we need to work with. Uh, President Alan H. Oaks said this, quote, The obtaining of faith by signs was not God's way, because faith cometh not by signs, but signs follow those that believe. The viewing of signs or miracles is not a secure foundation for, for conversion. Spiritual, sorry, scriptural history attests that people converted by signs and wonders soon forget them and again become susceptible to the lies and distortions of Satan and his, close quote. I think the number of people just forgetting about these signs or moving away from them and from the spiritual joy that they felt in them says more about the state of the people before the sign was given rather than the sign itself or the power and impact of the sign itself. Um, we, knew, we know that the, the, the Nephites in particular were, were very uh, wicked and that the vast majority of them were moving away from God. And so the fact that, that that was the case, and then they saw this sign, we see this repeated so often. They see the sign, they repent, they have joy for a while, but then very, you know, very soon when difficulties or just simply time uh, interrupts their um, experience that they've had, then they start to move away again. We saw that with Laman and Lemuel. Uh, we saw that many, many times. We have seen that many, many times in the Book of Mormon. Um, and so what happens then is once that doubt and that pride and that 
uh, contention starts to set in, it gives Satan more power over the people. In verse 3, And it came to pass that the people began to wax strong in wickedness and abominations, and they did not believe that there would be any more signs or wonders given, and Satan did go about leading away the hearts of the people, tempting them and causing them that they should do great wickedness in the land. Uh, and this is again another example of how we see that once one person starts to disbelieve and starts to listen to the enticings of Satan, it can be far more difficult to get out of them because he is given more power because the spirit of the Lord ceases to strive with that person as much. Uh, there's a no why, number 189. Why were the many Nephites so quick to disbelieve the signs of Christ's coming? Uh, and there is really, you know, a number of things uh, that is mentioned in this no why. Uh, for example, the fact that the people began to rationalise uh, what had happened. But it's interesting, I think, to notice just how active uh, Satan was in these times. Um, it says in that no I quote, One of the reasons so many were deceived was because Satan was particularly active in this period preceding the coming of Christ to the Book of Mormon people. Professor John W. Welch commented on the years between the giving of science, the Christ's birth, to the, to the time of his coming. Close quote. Uh, it talks about how the Gadianta robbers became particularly active. And actually, later on, we're going to see that the Gadianta robbers actually managed to with, cause the righteous Nephites and Lamanites to withdraw from the temple city of Zarahemla. And for seven years, um, this worked, and that the people did not have their temp the temple to, to have further spiritual protection. Uh, John W. Welch explained, quote, During these extremely vile and templeless years, Satan was on a rampage. Indeed, the name Satan appears in greater concentration in these chapters than anywhere else in the Book of Mormon. Satan knew that Jesus had been born, and in response, he did everything he could to reign with horror and bloodshed upon this world, close quote. We see that Satan is indeed recognising that there is a potential that he's going to lose his power and influence. He knows that a plan has been set into motion, and so he is likewise stirring and rallying his cause so that he can do what he can to make the people forget these spiritual experiences. So what can we do? We can record them, we can give thanks for them, and we can reflect upon them and bear testimony of them. Uh, and I think those are really important. Uh, thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this study. Uh, please do uh, continue to join the discussion on Facebook. You can uh, join its uh, Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. It'd be great to see you there and sharing your thoughts on what you've been studying, whatever it may be. And you can also email session at gmail.com if you'd like to join in a future podcast episode. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.